it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long truths. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. It's after midnight and you're on your phone On Insta saying you're bored and alone I can tell it's a thirst trap by your tone But why are you doing this after so long? Tell me what is it that you want? Tell me what is it that you need? Did you lose all of your gal them curse? You no longer deep Cause y'all ain't save a thing Just went clubbing with your friends Now you want girls to holler back To help your dividends Hey, what you gonna do When you can't stay broke Landlords on the phone But I really need to know Hey, how you gonna act How you gonna handle that What you gonna do to get that life back Ooh (laughs) Oh my gosh (laughs) For those who don't know what Dietzing is, well, um, I'm not going to explain it to you. (laughs) But those who know, you know. I found it interesting that so many of the guys that used to like really bang the Dietzing, you know, like I'm talking talking about my age range, like the guys around my age and older, um, that used to go to Fotty Fotty Club, uh, is it West Silvertown and all of them things. Oh, I miss those days, you know. I just miss the days of just raving endlessly and going to Club 56 afterwards for fish. Uh, Those were the days. But now I'm seeing so many of them, um, you know, driving buses for TFL, working on the tube. And I'm just really happy for them, you know. I'm just like that fine okay you don't have your flashy things anymore hopefully you maybe you kept your rolex and bits and that but um you know stable jobs stable jobs makes the world of a difference not committing crime makes the world of a difference so you know we move we we literally move you know so in case you didn't know what that song was, that was uh, Case of the X by Maya. What you gonna do when you can't say no, when your girl's on the phone and I really need to know, hey, how you gonna act? How you gonna handle that? What you gonna do when she wants you back? It's after midnight and she's on your phone. That was a banger. Oh, were they, they were outside somewhere. And um, she told me that something about you, you bought me a new Benz. That was my line. I was just like, yeah, of course. You know, the girls will holler. The exes will holler when they see that you're buying me a new Benz. Of course, they're going to be like, what happened, you know, for me? And it reminds me of that episode of Insecure when she was just like, you know, I got the trash and like I basically prepared Lawrence for somebody else. And it's like, to be fair, every relationship that we're in, someone is preparing us for somebody else. Those experiences that we have, you know, the, the other people benefit from them as well. So to be kind of like martyr yourself and think that, it's just other people who are getting something from you. No, I think that we also get things from other people um, as well. 
But yeah, tell me what is it that she wants? Tell me what is it that she needs? Did she hear about the brand new Benz that you just bought for me? Hey, whoo, them tunes there. But that's not my favorite. My favorite from Maya is my love is like, whoa, my, uh, uh, uh. that's right to the mu- musical thespian in me, man. The, all the outfit changes that she did in that particular video. I still want to recreate it. And then she tap danced. She fucking tap danced in during the, the you know, like the music break. Oh, a queen. So yeah, I'd like to recreate that maybe as a poll routine, but who knows? I just have these aspirations, whether they'll be realized is another thing completely. Anyway, who the fuck is talking? It is I, Kalechai. My name is Kalechi. Do not call me Kalechai. Don't fucking call me that. Um, yeah, numerous people still keep DMing me, calling me, hi, Kalechi. I don't respond. I've, I, I know it might seem petty, right? Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. It might seem petty, but I don't respond to messages where people spell my name with an E, like K-E-L-E-C-H-E. My name is K-E-L-E-C-H-I. Yeah, so if I see Kalechi with an E or Kalechne, I don't know why they would think that my name is Kalechne. But if I see any of those things, I just don't respond now because I'm just like, if you couldn't take the time to actually get my name right, I don't know. I'm not, you can't have my time. No, you can't have it. Stop right now. Thank you very much. Much? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I went for a run today. Um, as I usually do on a Sunday before recording the podcast, uh, shorter run, but <sighs> I'm so stressed, you know? So whenever I get like past my threshold of stress that I can kind of deal with comfortably, my tummy really starts to hurt. And that's why I've had the past few days. And I, and, and it's a mad thing because it's just like, girl, why are you stressed when you're so blessed, you know? And that's not to say in terms of material stuff, but I just know like God's got me. So I don't know why I'm moving mad and I'm letting life stress me in this way because at the end of the day it's just you only have the now you know but I think that stress is one of those things that comes when you believe in your power more than you believe in God's power so I'm just trying to remind myself that at the end of the day there's only so much I can control in this life and for everything else I just have to surrender and let the let it flow let it flow yeah well yeah that was my song for you um tunes so let's get into the tarot then um this episode is uh being sponsored by skillshare skillshare i keep doing that like i add i add an extra s skillshare yes so sponsored by them and i'll talk about them a little later on um but yeah 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 let's do this reading then i think that's what we should that's what we should do the tarot is very interesting this week i think that spirit wasn't playing with any of us at all spirits like i'm done just letting you girls guys by non-binaries think that we're just going to be out here um playing about we're going to get things done okay so what i've done this week is i've changed up the ting you're going to have to pick crystals so you've got the carnelian crystal or you've got the rose quartz crystal, or you've got the amethyst 
crystal. Yeah. So even if you don't know the properties of these crystals, don't worry yourself. Just listen again. Do you want the red carnelian? Do you want the red carnelian? Or do you want the rose quartz? Or do you want the amethysts? Amethyst reminds me of Stephen Universe. Yes. So choose um, a crystal. Carnelian, rose quartz or amethyst. All right. So for those who chose uh, red carnelian, the message is interesting here. You're deciding what to do about a conflict that you're in because you've got two of pentacles and then you've got the five of wands. So you're deciding what to do about a conflict. You're weighing up the pros and the cons. Basically, the energy that I get from this is that you don't want to back down. Like you're like, fam, I'm in the fucking right. Yeah, I'm in the right. And I do not want to you know um is it concede or whatever um if i'm in the right i'm in the right you apologize to me before we move on from here and all i'll say is that i feel you i feel you i'm one of those people where at most situations if if i'm not moving mad because we all know that i've got the high propensity for moving mad if people piss me off like my temper is like nothing else but I've worked so much on it through therapy that now I just don't react in the same way I try to find other ways to you know deal with those um emotions and feelings and stuff but some most of the time I'm just like but I'm right like I'm I'm right in this like why are you doing this this is absolutely fucking mad and why I know that to be true is that even the people that swear up and down that they hate me, that I'm a dickhead, that I'm a prick, quite a few of them still listen to this podcast. And I know that from like the word that gets back to me through various channels. So you dislike me, but you give me about at least an hour of your time every single week. That doesn't make sense. That's not right. That's not right, baby, baby. Bibs, that's not right. That's not that's not good. But it is at the end of the day. I think it is. And the why that happens is because there's still that attraction there. There's still that connection there that even if you know you swear up and down that oh I hate her, I hate her, there is still solace that you find in my words. There's still solace that you find in my spirit. And I'm not going to take that away from you yet. But um you know, it's there. So I just think it's one of those things where if I was so head up about it, I'd be like, no, don't listen to my shit. Call them out and shame them. Nah, nah, none of that. Because we all find truth when we find it and we all absorb it and we all acknowledge it in our own time. There's a poem, I think, by Nayira Wahid that says, if we must both be right, we will lose each other. And then Mariam Hassaner has one that says something along the lines of, give other people the experience of being right. You don't need it where you're going. And I think that that's something to remember. Like, okay, so you're right. Now fucking what? Now, now what? Now what? Yeah. So if you are so sure within yourself that you are right in this situation, that you know that within this conflict, everything that's taken place, that you are right about, your views on it or everything else then show grace because that's the next stage of this things don't just stop about at at, i'm right ha 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 okay so you're fucking right now you need to show grace 
and 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 make it easier for other people to accept that you're right and also to see when they are not right and so they can learn but if you come across as this tyrant that's like ah haha i'm right i'm right people won't want you to be right you know they won't want to acknowledge that you're right because it will pain them to do so because you're kind of a sore winner you know so show them grace show them that it doesn't have to be a battle it doesn't have to be this thing where you know, I'm right. And then I'm going to beat you down with my rightness. It, it can just be gentle. It can just be flowing. We can just learn from each other. And I know that social media doesn't really provide um, a great example of that because it's all about, I'm on this end and you're on that end and we hate each other and all of that. At the end of the day, a lot of us are still going to the same place when all of this is over. We're all still connected in one way or another. So the stressing out about, I need to differentiate myself from you. I need to differentiate myself with my belief systems, with this, with that, with this, with my religion, with my spirituality. I need to differentiate myself to let you know that I'm on the right side and you're on the wrong side. And I just don't think that life works like that. What even is right? I don't know about right and wrong, but I know that I know truth. I know truths, you know, I know that. And, and that's what we get caught up a lot in. I think that some people even find themselves in conflict when they're listening to this podcast, because it's just like, oh, but I believe in this Abrahamic religion and she does tarot. And I don't really know what to make of that. And she talks about Orishas and I don't really know what to make of that. You don't have to make any fucking thing of that fam. I'm not here to try to convince you to do anything different to what you are doing. Do you get me? Like, I'm not, if I'm sure of my truth or, and I'm, and I'm exploring my truth more and it sits well with me and my higher self. I have no desire to convince you otherwise, because that must mean that I need validation from you. I need in my convincing you to take this, um, journey that I'm on, on board, then that means that I need your validation for my journey to be legitimate when I don't need it. You know, you do where you, you go where you're going and I go where I'm going. Because at the end of the day, all of these rivers and all of them, man, still lead to the same place. As long as you're doing it with a clean heart, we're all still going to the same place. And you, and there's so many aspects for, for instance, when people try to quote the Bible at me, that man's not out here knowing the Bible, right? They start quoting the Bible. Well, I don't know the Bible like that, but yeah, you get what I mean. But you know, they'll be like, oh, but God said, I'm a jealous God. Um, remember 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 that there's god and then there's the projection of like patriarchy presented as god why would god be a jealous god what do you what do you what do you mean jealousy is what we feel as humans like god doesn't have time for that jealousy is a human thing so um i'm a jealous god yeah when you've made yourself out especially when we're talking about whiteness when you've presented yourself as god throughout the centuries yeah you will be um jealous you know you will be jealous and that's why i feel like in some regards there are a lot of um why atheists? Because they don't, they no longer need the God that they use to subjugate everybody else. They've played God for so long on earth. They're just like, oh, that God, you can have him. Because first of all, their God, that is it. They, they've, it's male to, in order to uphold white supremacist patriarchy, it's male. So they can do all of that. But when we talk about God, 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 the great I am, that doesn't like you even limit God when you start adding bare labels. God isn't a jealous God fam. God just wants you to find you and find the essence of God within you. Yeah. And 
there are those qualities that you feel like you feel grace, you feel mercy, you feel favor, you know, those are the things that we feel. And those are the things when we are in true alignment with our God self, that we are able to show it to other people. I'm talking like this, like I, I like I do it often. Now, if I'm vexed, I'm vexing it. But it's something that I am practicing that for he- there to be heaven on earth, we have to because heaven isn't something that's out there do you get me it's not something that's out there it is it's very much what we create here and it's about considering that like showing people grace um in times when they fuck up just self-drag showing people grace and and letting them have that space to to be better because if all we're doing is like, well, I'm right in this situation and you're wrong and I'm going to shame you for that, then they will never really speak up when, you know, they make mistakes. They'll never really want to acknowledge when they make mistakes because they're trying to avoid the shame aspect of all of this. So that's basically what I'm getting for um the red carnelian and another thing that came to my mind actually when people talk about oh well jesus said that there's no other way to um god to the father than through me but if you take the me yeah it's really i think it's talking about the teachings like jesus gave bare teachings he came through as a light worker and he gave all of these teachings and instead of listening to the teachings people were like oh, i'm just gonna worship him instead like we're so desperate to worship man we're so desperate to worship the physical form that we we fail to fucking understand messages when they come through like through me as in like th- through these teachings that i've given you and also me as in us as in ourselves you can look for god everywhere outside of yourself yeah but then there's going to come a point where you're going to need to sit the fuck down and realize that god's essence resides within you that 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 is you are part of creation so therefore you are able to create or miscreate which is what a lot of us spend a lot of time doing so if you want to use your god essence to balance out this situation this conflict it's not about trying to strong arm someone into admitting that you are right because that's you trying to feed your ego your egoic self yes i'm right ha 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 you are aware that you are right okay cool now nurse the situation heal the situation that's not to say that every time you're bending bend break off your back break off your back hey break off your back off your back off your back hey you are around with i no sorry um back to the card reading um that's not to say that you have to break your back to um, accommodate other people and their wrongdoings. We're talking about this specific situation. We're talking about this specific energy. You have the power of discernment. You know the situations where you need to loud up the thing and be like, I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. This is what it is. But in this particular situation, as you're weighing it up to, as to how to move with it, the answer really is like, let you know, show grace. Yeah, show grace. The card that you get from the message from the angels card deck is Angel Aurora. I like that name. Aurora Borealis. Um, it says here, you are flying high right now. 
which may threaten others, but don't descend because others will soon become inspired by your example. Your intentions have created an upward trend in your life. New opportunities are coming your way and your inner and outer self radiates this positive growth. You may worry that others will be jealous of your current and forthcoming success. So you'll be sensitive about discussing your achievements. You may also worry about the future, about where your new path is taking you. You may wish for a guarantee of future success. I'm here to help you enjoy the present and the process of your new venture. Trust that each moment is taking care of itself. God has always taken care of you and will always will. Ask me to help you to stay focused on the now and let go of the worry habit so that you can enjoy these gifts. Gratitude is essential right now. So keep your flight at a high altitude. And that is very interesting. I think I saw something. I definitely did see something on my leaks. I think it's my leaks Insta stories. I've recently started following her. Um, and she mentioned something about not feeling bad about your growth, like my growth is not an attack on you. I think so, so often, especially with how I've been, you know, growing and learning and unlearning and all of, the, all of them, man. There are so many people who want to remind you of, well, you did this before and you did this. Yes, yes, of course, be accountable for the fuckery that you did before. But some people don't want you to grow because it scares them. It, it makes them feel like they are stuck. But when you are in a place of true growth, again you show grace and allow everyone time on their journey of growing do you get what I mean and you can't dim your light for other people if like you know opportunities are coming your way and you're there weighing it up like oh I don't want to say anything because other people will get upset which I often say like I do say in my like whatsapp messages to friends and that like I'm not announcing that online I'm not saying any of that online because I don't need the stress and I don't need people to now come and be doing 50 million threads because you basically the underlying thing is that oh of, of that of jealousy and I just don't like it but I understand that that's not serving anybody like at the end of the day celebrate your successes because you know that you're not going to move mad with them so yeah that's that for the red carnelian that was quite um a complex massage so for the rose quartz the message is um it's not right oh but it's okay i'm gonna make it anyway oh close the door behind you leave your keys who i'd rather be alone than unhappy yeah how Friday night you and your boys went out to eat. Oh, wait a minute. Let me finish. Um, sorry. R.I.P. Whitney Houston. We love you. Love you. Eternal baby girl. Singer of songs. Hitter of high notes. I miss you. And uh, no, I won't do that to you. I care about your eardrums. Uh, but that is literally, that is the message for this, uh, reading justice in reverse, four of swords in reverse. It's not right, but it's okay. You're going to make it anyway. Yeah. Something hasn't gone your way. It feels like maybe a contract that you looked like it was set in stone. Suddenly people are now moving mad. Like, oh, actually, no, um, the circumstances have changed during these unprecedented times. And, or maybe you were, you know, set up for a new job role or you booked something, you booked a gig or something, or even it could have been a case of you were about to enter into a new thing, a new relationship, a new vibe. And then 
it didn't go to plan or you had a court case that didn't go your way. Numerous uh, situations coming to my mind, like flashing in my mind. And so you haven't been able to rest. Like it's been playing on your mind. Like this is so unfair. This is so unfair. Like how could this happen to me? This is really, really unfair. It is. It is. There's like, there's nothing. It's not even one of them ones where someone can be like, oh, actually, no. It's some, sometimes in life, things are just fucking shit, you know, like, and you have a right to be vexed. You have a right to be upset about it. Feel the emotion so you can actually then get some rest because this one that you've taken up your entire mental space, like worrying about it, it won't serve you. And sometimes justice looks funny to us because it's justice in reverse, four of swords in reverse. And justice looks funny to us because life isn't playing out the way that we think it should. But understand that life is playing out exactly as it should. And just because we don't understand how it is working out for us, because really that's what it is. It's just like, well, how is life working right if if the, all of this fuck shit is happening to me? You'll get your time. You'll get your things one way or another. That which is meant for you will not pass you by. The the thing that will, the things even that will make your heart smile, that will, that will serve you for the rest of your days. um, And there will be many, 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 many days. They will find you, you know, they will find you. So even if things don't look as if they're going the way that you want them to do, rather than hardening yourself up because um, and stressing your mind out, just understand that everything happens when it's meant to. And, you know, you, you'll get you'll get the things you'll get your things. Yeah, just just take your time, take time, take time. Uh, you get the card Angel Teresa. Um, just seeing what Teresa Teresa has to say. Teresa says, time out. You've been so busy taking care of everyone else's needs, but now it's time to stop and take care of yourself. She goes on to say, dear one, you have been working very hard. You're very tired now, yet you keep pushing yourself to work more, more, more. I'm here to firmly and lovingly take your hand and tell you to stop. Cease working for a moment and take a respite. You have certainly earned it and you will be more efficient and productive after taking this rest. You give so much to others that at times like this, you become unbalanced. Your inner child yearns for nurturing and no one is going to give you that loving care but yourself and the angels. So give yourself permission to take a much needed time out, take a nap or go play for a while. Please don't delay this guidance. We assure you that your responsibilities will be met and you will gather new energy and ideas ideas during your time out we will also bring you additional help earthly help and assist you in delegating work there you go you're gonna get your things yeah you're gonna get your things it's okay to be upset fine cool it's okay to be sad okay cool but you're racking your head racking your brain racking your brain and it's not getting you anywhere yeah rest take a cup of tea take a cup of tea okay so that's that and then for the amethyst, those who picked the amethyst crystal, very interesting. Should I stay? Should I go? I don't know. That's the song that came to me. Yeah. So you got the page of wands in reverse and the devil card upright. Hmm. People are often scared of the devil. I wrote it, uh, you know, the devil card in tarot. I wrote it uh, for the patrons when I did the reading for them. So I feel like this is a patron that 
got that message the first time and they're still kind of ruminating like, mm-hmm, the message come for you again. Um, sometimes toxic relationships, toxic environments, become you become so accustomed to them that the reality of forging a different way, going it alone seems so scary and it's funny because amethyst is a great crystal for those who are dealing with you know addictive thoughts or uh they they're working through an addiction or you know things like that so they always say that amethyst is a great card and it's funny that then the devil card came out with it and then the devil card uh you see um the devil there with the wings and then you see two people chained to the block um that the devil is sitting on and I think that a lot of times it's not to do with like the literal devil. Um, a lot of the times it's more to do with our shadow selves, our vices, our coping mechanisms, um, our wounded, uh, you know, our wounded child within ourselves, our wounded inner child, uh, trauma that we've experienced that we haven't processed. It's to do with those aspects of us, the bits that hurt, the bits that hurt. And instead of, doing the work to heal those bits we try to look for things to numb the pain so the thing is still festering but we're just numbing the pain so that could be even a relationship like it's toxic you the the habits that you're that you've gotten into with each other the kind of the kind of energetic contract that you've almost entered into with each other isn't serving you you're not able to actually ascend and be your higher self with each other because these habits are still there and there's no amount of sex you can have you can do foot upon shoulder you could do doggy style you can do reverse cowgirl you could do all of the things but until you um, unearth all of those issues. That's the only way you kind of stand a chance, if at all, with each other. You have to go and either see a therapist together or go and do work separately on yourselves with a therapist or something, you know. You've got to do something, though, because what you're doing is not working. And the you're the page of wands in this situation. You're the person that you've looked at whatever environment that you're in, whether it's to do with a partnership or to do with you as an individual. Um, you're looking at it and you're thinking, yeah, you've kind of awakened to the fact that this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't working. This isn't, mm, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. And so this is because you're awakening to this. This is your message to tell you that great. You're awakening to this. Do the work. Yes, you've got it right. It is toxic. It isn't serving you. Now you need to do the work. You've, you've got to t- take a chance on yourself, fam. Take a chance on yourself. You deserve great things. Take a chance and break this bond that's if if it's not necessarily to do with physical people but the addiction to trauma and reliving trauma through different people you know i think it's esther perel it definitely is that says you know you pick a story then you pick a partner so sometimes we're picking situations and people to to relive um wounding over and over again because that's familiar what is unfamiliar is stability happiness love you know reciprocity 
It could all be so simple. Mm. But you'd rather make it hard. Woo! Loving you is like a battle. And we both end up with scars. Tell me who I have to be. Yeah, to gain some reciprocity. Because now I can't, I don't think I can even sing any more of that before I get sued. But um, you get the point. You're out here saying, tell me who I have to be to gain, gain some reciprocity. You don't have to be anybody other than who you are. You are deserving of reciprocity. You're deserving of love. You have to give it to yourself. So it's doing the work that will free you of your um, dependence on on vices and self-destructive behavior or self-sabotage. You've got to do the work to break free of that metal chain that holds you to the devil's block so you can fly high. No lie, you know this. Hey, sorry. I don't know what is wrong with me. I'm so sorry. But because this is going to be... Um, um, it's going to be a challenge because there's going to be so many points where you want to stop and go back to what you feel you know what is familiar. Archangel Michael is the card that came out for you. And Archangel Michael said, I am with you, giving you the courage to make life changes that will help you work on your divine life purpose. Because this is ultimately the need, the reason that you do need to break free because you are being called to a great life purpose. And these vices, these... um you know, trauma responses, um, they have to be dealt with. So, so they don't hinder you on your journey to, you know, actualizing what you've been called to do. Angel, Archangel Michael goes on to say, I have come to you because you asked God for safety and protection. And because you asked about your life purpose, since you are a light worker, I'm overseeing the fruition of your divine life purpose. You have been a light worker for a long time and you have felt different from others, isolated at times. Be assured that you have never been alone and that you never will be alone. When you feel pushed to make a change at work or at home, that may be my influence encouraging you to make your life's purpose a high priority. I can rearrange your schedule and support you in other ways to make your path smooth and harmonious. Simply ask me and it is done. I will also help you feel safe and comfortable during your life's changes. That's it. The angels have got you. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You've got this. You'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. You're, you're, you're waking up and it's time to do the ting. Yeah. So that's that for tarot. So we're going to jump into share your magnificence. So this week on Share Your Magnificence, I've only really got, I think, one. Yeah, I'm just going to do one letter because I've got some other lots of things to get through. Um, a message from a babe girl. She says, pile three, resonance. Thank you. Hi, Kalechi. Apologies in advance for this essay. First of all, I want to say thank you for your endless work and dedication to educating, uplifting and inspiring so many of us. I just wanted to write to you to express how much Pile 3 resonates with me this week because I'm so in awe of your skill and delivery in sending us the message we need to hear and be assured in. 
As you know, I've listened to your podcast for around three years now and have since begun my own journey with tarot readings and I have found them a great source of inspiration and healing. So thank you for that. But, but firstly, what you mentioned at the start about not being distracted by mere mortals who are hating on us, um, are hating on those of us who are connecting with spirit and our higher purpose. Recently, I've been targeted online uh, on social media by people from my local area, some of whom I used to be close to in school, who have been harassing me with stupid comments and attempts to undermine the work I do now and how I use my platform. At the time, it really hit my confidence. I felt hurt and unliked, but I realise now that it was a manifestation of the unhealed parts of me that seek validation and approval from others. What you said, as well as what my close friends told me, made me realise that those people really are reflecting their own egos insecurities rather than being a reflection of me back to part three the high priestess i feel that this really resonates with me as someone who uses my platform not only to be a bad bee ay, and flex my hot girl energy what but also to educate i created a blog um, a note of despair in October and have since been writing blogs on racism, capitalism, wealth inequality and social movements. I started it without a goal in sight, but just to vent. And now I have regular readers and people who DM me on Instagram asking for more information and resources. Studying my course made me realise the sheer lack of truth in mainstream education around the West and its crimes against humanity. I'm coming to that. You know, I'm just pausing this letter to say I'm actually going to be talking about that later on. But anyway, back to the letter. And now I try to bridge the gap by using my platform to make these issues known. I'm a confident and vocal person who has a loving heart and this energy is what fuels my ventures and I'm always trying to see where I can do more. I want to be prime minister and I feel that uniting the masses in striving for a world that is more equal and inclusive is my higher purpose. You've got my vote. You've got my vote. What you then said about the connection to children is so interesting because I have actually just got a new job as a nanny and will be moving to London soon. I made a vision board three days ago before I found and secured the job. And my mum's first job in the UK when she moved from Turkey was a nanny. So the full circle is pretty mad. The mum's um, then mum said that she wants a mentor for uh, the mum said she wants a mentor for her daughter to instill self-confidence in her. And this is something I lacked and struggled a lot with. So your card made me realize how although this was not planned, this is somewhere I can have a great impact on a child. I also just secured an opportunity to work freelance for the black curriculum, which I'm so excited about and beyond blessed. I've also been working with my former school on their equality policy after I reached out to them about a month ago. I'm now helping them in diversifying the curriculum and te doing teacher training on white privilege, microaggressions and unconscious bias. I feel this is highly important and this is something I can greatly contribute to in order to better the experience of black pup pupils at my old school. Thank you so much for all that you do. You have shaped so much of my personality and are someone who I look up to hugely. I hope you and your family are well and i hope to see you soon love two slaps on your chest baby girl like in that letter you've done like 15 million things and i just i love it all i i love it for you because this is really what these things are here for just prompts you know just little prompts 
to remind you of your own divinity because there's so much that we can all achieve um, if someone just believes in us and the person that needs to believe in us is ourselves like regardless of what other people have to say about that that's their personal problem we continue to fly high no lie you know sorry I don't know why that why is that song in my head but big up yourself baby girl big up yourself that's all wonderful to um, to read about I'm really really happy for you so that's all the nice bits let's get into so you mad so before getting into uh, the things with so you mad i just wanted to big up this week's show sponsors who are skillshare i'm making myself actually say it properly because i love to like just run the words together so skillshare.com forward slash straws is really where you should be hollering at I know that people are out and about doing things again. And there are some of us who are just like, "Mm, yeah, I'm still going to sit my ass inside the house. Um, And so if you're looking for ways to like be creative and and to learn new skills, you can do so on Skillshare. So they have different classes that you can take part in, like literally absolutely loads of them, thousands of them, in fact, Um, they're for creative people they're for curious people they're for people who are bored like you can literally just explore new skills and deepen your existing passions and just generally get lost in being creative there's a lot we know that's happening in the world and you might want to be able to express how you feel about some of it in various art forms and skillshare allows you to basically do that so I'm thinking that, and I've said this, um, I think before, you obviously know that I'm taking the guitar uh, Skillshare classes. I'm doing that one. But um, apart from that, there are other classes that you can like get involved with as well. So the one I think I'll do next is the one filmmaking from home turn found footage into a compelling video and that's taught by penny lane so that looks um yeah i feel like that just looks interesting i did mention before that you can there's one called design great stuff how to make merch with draplin or yeah draplin taught by aaron draplin or is it draplin um yeah so those are you know those are classes that you can get involved in things that you can do there is like multiple topics various uh, you know uh, disciplines of things that you can get um involved in and it's just very valuable so these memberships as uh, skillshare sees them are memberships that have a meaning so you've got all these things to explore real projects to create and you've got this obviously the support of fellow creatives so skillshare aims to just empower uh people to you know take their personal growth to another level uh skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and skill level and members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions and skillshare is also incredibly affordable especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops and the annual subscription is less than ten dollars a month so there you go so if you want to get involved and explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com forward slash straws is where you need to head to that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started join today by heading to skillshare.com forward slash straws and that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com 
forward slash straws. So get involved. That's S K I L L S H A R E dot com forward slash straws. As in, you know what that is um, in reference to. Ha <laughs> ha. Now, fully, fully into the so your so you mad vibe. Um, I just wanted to share something that happened um, last week. First, to begin. <laughs> So a studio that I go to, if you listen to this podcast, you'll probably be able to deduce which studio that is because I've mentioned them a few few times in the past. But anyway, so I go to this studio now and they're going to reopen soon. Um, It's not my BJJ place. Let's just clear that up. So this studio that I used to go to, they're reopening and they've sent emails out to all of the clients, just kind of letting them know of like the new studio policy now that, you know, COVID-19 and all of them things there, you know, um, the government's throwing us back outside. So um, they've sent what they would, you know, what they're doing. And they're saying, you know, bring your own bits, bring your own this, bring your own that. I, and if you've been on my social media, you'll know I've already mentioned this, but I absolutely lost my shit when I'm scrolling through their email and I get to the bit that says, Due to our limited turnaround times, we kindly ask that you restrict any shower time to a maximum of one minute to ensure that everyone who wishes to has a chance to shower. Mm, I don't want, I don't need, I can stand no minute shower. I don't want no minute shower. Mm, Here's your chance. Take my hand. Use it to scrub your back. I don't want no minute shower. Who the fuck has a one minute shower? Who? Who? I feel sick. I feel sick just thinking about what is a one minute shower? What is that? What is that? What does that even mean? What can I wash? properly in one one minute what and these are classes that you get sweaty as fuck like you get sweat like i've been in them classes and the sweat is stinging my fucking eyeballs like i'm drenched in sweat like drenched in it my knickers are soaked yeah absolutely drenched you know them kind of when you sweat so much that you can't even put anything on your body like you have to have a shower because if you don't going outside is a mad thing like everything's sticky or itchy it's nasty fam nasty and so after i've done now done all of that you're telling me i should have a one minute shower what what will that do and you said maximum of one minute maximum of one minute so that means that really ideally you'd like me to be done in 30 seconds why has the devil sent you here why are you doing this? Why? This is horrible. What even is this? Is that to encourage people to then not shower and to just go out with all of their sweat into the streets? I am disgusted. I am scared. I hate it here. Ugh. The only time I've gone to those kind of establishments, yeah, and not showered is when I've gone to one of the studios that's literally four minutes from my flat. 
So I know that, you know what, let me leave there, come home. And uh, I'd rather, you know, have my bucket bath at home because I don't have a shower. So I have a bucket bath. That's why my thighs are so strong and so cute. (laughs) No, anyway, um, funny about the bucket bath thing, but I'll talk about that another day. Anyway, so I'd rather come home when I'm four minutes. But there was another one of their studios that I was going to that I would have to take uh, the tube. So that's the subway for all of you, man, for a couple of stops. So when I was getting to that one, well, now I don't want to, you know, I have to shower because I don't want to now take all of my sweat onto the subway or tube as we know it and and come home with all of that sweat on my body and then put clothes on my body after. Oh, no, I couldn't. So I have to shower, even though they've got the communal showers. And I just feel like sometimes white women are really obsessed with like when they see naked black women, they just want to really look and see everything, especially because I wear like waist beads and them times I still had my vertical clitoral hood piercing in like the piercing just above my clit. That's all gone now. It's interesting because my mum did tell me years ago, she was like, Kilechi, mark my words. Every single piercing that you have there, all of them will fall out. And I was just like, Ra, why are you so aggressive, ma'am? Because I love my piercings. I used to have two dermal anchors in my back. And then I had my nipple pierced. I had my tongue pierced. My tragus was pierced. I had my clitoral um, hood pierced, VCH. Had those piercings. Did I forget any? My belly was pierced. Yeah, yeah. I had all of them piercings and lo and behold, every single one is now out. Every single one. But you know what I'm moving on to? Tattoos, bitches! Tattoos, bitches! Um, After the tattoo I got after my miscarriage, I swore I wouldn't get another one. But fam, I've been seeing some things, you know. I've been seeing some cute things. And I'm not the kind of person that goes back on my word. But nah, I've been seeing some cute things. So... I'm sorting out getting another tattoo, basically. But I think I... Did I mention that last week? I think I did. But anyway, so that's what I'm doing. But back to the story at hand, right? Even with their dege dege community showers that you'd have to use where people are staring at your pussy and staring at every part of you and wanting to... At one point, I walked past the woman and I swear down, she touched my waist beads. She was like, oh, these are so cute. Why are you touching me in the shower? I don't know you like that. You didn't even buy me a gin and tonic. What the fuck is this? Don't do that. Don't touch me. Anyway, so they're going to reopen and they just want everyone to have, if they can, a maximum of one minute in the shower. I, I just, who, I just want people to be honest. Who, who does have a one minute shower? Because dentists recommend that you should brush your teeth for two minutes, but you're telling me that's my teeth or that's all 32 or something, but I had my wisdom tooth taken out. I don't know, but that's 30 something on my teeth and my mouth, fam. You want me to brush all of that in two minutes, but my entire fucking body. Yeah. You want me to, to wash it in one minute. First of all, the shower's got to be right. And even Sean said this, like the shower temperature's got to be right. And really them showers, you can't really regulate the thing. But even if you, if you wait for a little, a few seconds, it gets a bit warmer. So I've got to wait a few seconds even for that. Then I've got to lather up my body and, you know, get everything right. And it's really rather telling the people who were in my mentions talk about, that doesn't even give me enough time to condition and wash my hair. You're concerned about your hair. You conditioning and washing your hair. What about your ass crack? 
Hmm? What's about the hair in your ass crack? Worry about that. Stop talking to me about your hair. And this is what I would always see, always see when I'd be using them communal showers. These gal would be in there, conditioner, fum, 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 fum. Um, shampoo, fum, 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 not in that order. Fum, 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 fum. They can sometimes even do hair mask in there. They'll spend so long on their hair. Rinse everything out. Their body, they'll just go, fum and leave like I, I it might even be a quick bah, slash splash on their on their pussy and they're out and i'm like what what so 99 of the time you spent in the shower was washing your hair <laughs> priorities 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 all i know is that i've now learned the 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 kind of basis of the hygiene of these people who run this studio And I now know that they in their lives are happy to have a one minute shower. And thus we can't fuck with each other. Like I'm clearly not their target demographic. If you think that I can roll up in there and have a one minute fucking shower, like some people were like, yeah, but it's because, you know, um, they're probably targeting people who don't wash their legs. And you know what? I think you're right. I think you're right. Because if you miss out your legs, maybe you can wash your body, uh, your torso in one minute. But I still cannot because I've still got to wash my my face, my, the, my ears, the back of my fucking neck. And before I even get to my armpits, you know, and, I, and that's already, I'd say like five minutes gone. What, what, what? I don't know if I can touch anything that they've got there anymore. I won't even be going there anyway after a documentary that I watched. But if other studios are moving like this, just know that I'm not coming through. I want to see this clearly displayed so I know not to rock up at your establishment because that's nasty. It's nasty and it's disgusting. So I just wanted to share that. That was my first So You Mad uh, to get that out of the way. Um... So my next So You Mad is uh, the Home Office. Uh, I think I've had them in Straw of the Week before. So at this point, who even knows what you're going to do with them anymore? But basically, the Home Office are being urged to stop their fuckery. Because for those who don't know, when you want to get your, I think it's your British citizenship, you've got to do this life in the UK test and there's a handbook to go with it. And this handbook, they can tell you anything that they fucking like. I remember when my partner was reading the handbook, yeah, and he said something, um, he asked me a question from it. And then I answered and he was like, that's incorrect. It's actually da 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 da. And I was just like, uh, I don't actually think it is because I'm right. But um, I just thought, who is verifying what they're writing in this handbook? Lo and behold, uh, there's a whole case at the moment that people are trying to get the Home Office to correct false slavery information in the citizenship test. So um, there are historians that are demanding that fundamentally misleading details on the British Empire and slavery are corrected. It says here more than 175 historians have called on the Home Office to remove the history element of the UK citizenship test because of its misleading and false representation of slavery and empire. The signatories say the official handbook, which uh, the life in the UK test is based on, creates a distorted version of history, which directly counters the values of tolerance and fairness it purports to promote. 
In an open letter, the signatories, including 13 fellows of the British Academy, two past presidents of the Royal Historical Society and the director of the Stephen Lawrence Research Centre, write, the official handbook published by the Home Office is fundamentally misleading and in places demonstrably false. Um, People in the colonies and the people of colour in the UK are nowhere actors in this official history. The... Handbook promotes the misleading view that the empire came to an end simply because the British decided it was the right thing to do. Similarly, uh, similarly, the um, the abolition of slavery is treated as a British achievement in which enslaved people themselves played no part. The book is equally silent about colonial protests, uprisings and independent movements. Among the examples of falsehood and misrepresentation they highlight are the claim in the handbook that while slavery was illegal within Britain itself, by the 18th century, it was a fully established overseas industry. However, slavery's legality within Britain was still a matter of debate at that time, as illustrated by the famous Somerset case in 1772. Adverts placed in the newspapers show that many black people were held as slaves in Britain. The handbook also states that by the second part of the 20th century, there was for the most part an orderly transition from empire to commonwealth with countries being granted their independence the historians say that decolonization was an often violent process citing india and the Mau Mau uprising in kenya as just two examples the letter signed by historians from major universities across the country demands that the history element of the test be withdrawn until the guidebook can be corrected and rewritten Historian and broadcaster David um, Olushoga um, said that uh, this is an, an this is another manifestation and a version of our history that whitewashes the difficult parts of. Um, and if this is the history we're telling to new fellow citizens, then I somewhat despair. With the Black Lives Matter movement, what we've seen is organisations and institutions all over the world listen in ways that they haven't been able to do previously. So I'm hopeful that the Home Office will reappraise this handbook and its version of British history and offer new British citizens a fuller and more frank understanding of our past. Um, I agree. Um, someone else went on to say Britain would not have been Britain today if it had not been fed these resources from two centuries of rule in India. It's a joke to just have that one paragraph that, you know, referring to India. Um, yeah, white supremacy is going to white supremacize. Do you get me? You get me. I remember when I was talking to someone about, I think racism and you know this is someone she's a woman white woman that I got along with rather well she was really bendy and she would help me uh with flexibility bits and we used to have the best time anyway uh she happened to be um uh somewhere where you know I was out we went for dinner and uh, with our partners and she's you know with um a white guy and I think he's English I can't remember Anyway, we're out at dinner now and we were talking about racism. I think we were talking also about cultural appropriation and she was very much like, but I don't see the point. I'm an artist and I want to be able to wear what I want to wear, you know, and, you know, saying that this is cultural appropriation and this isn't right. That I just don't think that's fair. You know, I should be able to dress up as a Nazi if I want to. I should be able to because the joke is on them for what they did. And I was just like, all of you people that can just like distance yourself from violence and fuckery to, to, to just get your life 
laughs in and, and, and wear costumes. It's actually fucking mad. And so we're discussing this thing. And then I mentioned like, oh, for instance, the racism in Britain. And he was just like, racism in Britain? There's no racism in Britain. That's not what I was... Honestly, like, I'm really shocked right now. What do you mean racism in Britain? I must have mentioned it on the show, maybe the earlier episodes. It's like, what do you mean racism in Britain? I've never, uh, racism, I wasn't brought up to think that there was racism. Like we weren't involved in the slave trade. We weren't, and I just thought, wow, you're a big man, you know, you're a fucking big man and you did not know any of this. But of course, of course, because people aren't taught this. They're not, and 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 it's deliberate. It's deliberate. It's very dangerous to have this citizenship test. Like people need to say the answer that you want them to say, even if they know different, even if their lived experience tells them different, they need to say that they that, that they have to choose the answer that you want, therefore asserting the history that you're um, creating so as to get their citizenship. But what you're saying is a fucking lie. It's an actual lie. You're lying. You are lying. And I wish that that Britain would just stop with this fuck shit of trying to deny the atrocities that it's taken, that not even taken part in, that has spearheaded. Like you were at the helm of all of this. You were at the helm of all of these atrocities. You about rule Britannia. Go rule your mother's pussy. Pricks you were at the helm of it but you'll turn around and be like oh well we got rid of it in the end that's one of our biggest achievements and look at us you know using taxpayers money um and ending slavery but instead what you mean is that you are using taxpayers money to pay off the debt of paying slave owners when slavery ended and till today, we're seeing all of those slave owners now, their descendants are MPs, they've got massive businesses, they're doing all of these things, but they'll still tell you that I worked so fucking hard, I worked so hard to be where I am today, I worked so hard and I didn't have any handouts, so all of you pull yourselves up by the bootstraps, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up with your ahistorical bullshit, yeah, shut up. If you trace it back, 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 all of your money comes from making somebody who is darker than you oppressed. And you can't tell me no. You can't tell me nothing. Because I know that to be the truth. So I agree with David and all of the people, them, all of them historians. Take that fucking historical bit out of the citizenship test until you're ready to tell the truth. Because what you're telling right now is a motherfucking lie. It's a motherfucking lie. And we can't stand by it. Because these are the ways that you just get people to go along with a lie until people don't know any different. And you might be able to fool your regular, um, your regular, regular white people in this country, but you can't fool me. Okay? You can't fool me and I'm not having it. Because even... I'm talking about people who have lived experiences that know that this is a lie and they can call it out. What about the people that don't actually know what happened with slavery or anything? And they're coming from, I don't know, Eastern Europe or wherever the fuck, right? And they're trying to get their citizenship. They don't know any different. So they're just going to believe like, yeah, okay, this is the truth. And so now when you're telling them about themselves, they're like, no, but you got, you know, you're, you're free. You know, they did, Britain did this, Britain is so lovely. And you're having to tell them, nah, Britain is not the lovely place that you think it is. And you're having to re-educate them. Who's got time? Who has the time? Home office should do better. I doubt they will because Preeti Patel is 
akin to a demon. She's demon adjacent. So I don't see how that will um, manifest, but I won't be holding my breath about that. But I just think it is, it is absolutely disgusting that they're doing that and they know why they're doing that and we know why they're doing that so it's an absolute mad thing my next so you mad i saw something that really made me think about the way that all of this coronavirus is headed um there's schools reopening in washington state right and i saw that the official plan for the school's reopening says something like this. It says here, um, phase in by priority. This is one of, this is just one of the stipulations, you know, well, one of the guideline recommendations. It says here, serve students, serve all elementary students first. Then it says, serve students furthest from educational justice first. Schools should examine students engaged the least during the spring of 2020 and consider how to meaningfully close those gaps when school reopens in the fall. Schools may choose to prioritise students who had the least engagement in the spring or who had the most challenging time learning remotely. Using their data on the Washington School Improvement Framework, schools may identify which student groups face the largest Um, opportunity gaps and consider bringing some students back first as a way to prevent those gaps from widening. This could include students with disabilities, English learners, students experiencing homelessness, students experiencing poverty, students of colour and other students facing opportunity gaps identified in the district's data. Now, while on the surface, you might read that and go, but what's wrong with that? They just want to close the gap and make everything fair for everybody. It's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah, it's a fucking lie. The educational system, the school, also known as the school to prison pipeline, um, doesn't care about closing this gap, really. And again, it's just like, okay, well, we're going to bring these children back, naming all of these people, naming all of these children who, you know, would normally face challenges within the educational system. You're going to bring them back and do what? You're going to be resentful having them back. You're going to bring them back so what? They can get... um, catch coronavirus or what you're you're bringing them back for what reason exactly if pretty much the white children can stay home then let all of us stay home then yeah because you're talking about oh well let's look at um you know those who had it who were who felt challenged and were the least engaged during spring 2020 why were they the least engaged why what are you doing to these children that will make them? Aren't you the one that's policing their haircut, their hairstyles? Oh, don't kiss your teeth. Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. You're the reason that they can't fucking learn anything because things that you shouldn't really be making a big deal out of the hairstyles that they have, where the, how they're wearing their trousers, wherever, wherever you'll make a big deal out of them. And so therefore you're the one hindering their actual educational success. It's you, it's the school system that's hindering them. So don't talk about, oh, well, let's bring them back so we can close the gap. You're not going to close the gap. In fact, the gap is going to be even wider. So while you're talking about, oh yeah, well, maybe they struggled to engage while they were at home. They weren't very comfortable with the, you know, distance learning, whatever. These are all things that we could talk about, but why don't you give them more resources online? Why don't you create a space or somehow that they can engage better online without having to come in? And I feel like this is a precursor to how 
um, Trump is going to fuck up the elections come November. He's going to make it out like, well, since you have all said that it's blacks that are more at risk of coronavirus and COVID-19, then they should stay at home and they should do postal votes. They shouldn't go into the voting stations. They should stay at home. Therefore, cutting out a large um, uh, percentage of the votes, making sure that his MAGA motherfuckers can, can make it out to vote. That's what I think. Something is going to be majorly fucked up about how that election goes ahead or does not go ahead because he's basically just going to be like, well, it's going to be something to do with how they're going to regulate or try to regulate black people we're seeing it how it's playing out in portland like you're sending fucking troops you're you're at war with your own fucking citizens citizens like what is this what absolutely is this and because people are kind of watching it the rest of the world are kind of watching it like going oh my god trump's so crazy oh my god (laughs) you're laughing your way all the way into hell all of you, that's how we ended up with Boris and this exact situation. You find all of this so humorous. You'd rather find any way to discredit anyone that could be a legitimate opposition or anything like that. Like you'd rather take them out and you'll ki 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 ha 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 until this person ends up in power and absolutely fucks everything. Fucks it. Fucks it in the ear. And then we end up with what we've got. Isn't that mad? And this is what Trump's doing because people still aren't taking him super seriously because they're just like, oh, he's such a dumb fuck. He doesn't know this. He doesn't know that. Fine. Okay, fine. Trump doesn't know what the fuck somebody does. Somebody's working through Trump. And what they're doing right now is literally exterminating. That's how they see it, that they're exterminating anyone that could in any way hinder him staying in um, power for a second term or for however long he wants to stay in. But if, if Mugabe had behaved like this when he was alive, all of you lot would have a lot to say about that. That's not to excuse in any way whatsoever Mugabe's behavior when he was alive, but it's interesting how the West framed it because he didn't really want to fuck with them in the way that they wanted him to fuck with them. Same with Gaddafi and all of them, man. Like they are put through this lens. Like I think that it's nuanced. And if I'm not the citizen of the country, I'm not trying to speak on their behalf. Like they know the atrocities that they went through, but I also know how these lot try to vilify um, leaders that they feel that they can't control. And they give us a narrative to make it out like, oh, look at those savages over there. Are you not a savage too, motherfucker? Are you not a savage too? Etu, savage you. Move, man. Useless non-entities. Pricks. So then I think that that's that So You Mad. My next So You Mad, oh, well, it was going to be Wiley. But, you know, I don't have much to say about Wiley. I just think that I had pretty much written him off from when I heard about the allegations that he was um, sleeping with a 14-year-old girl or something. Um, that like, when it comes to young black girls, I feel like people can just move mad. We've seen it with R. Kelly, the allegations um, that, that have come for Tim Westwood, all of these people, like... Um, it just seems like, oh, black girls. Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know. I don't know. But for me, I'd already written, written, like, already written him off from there. But to see his tweets, I was just like, is this, is this guy okay? Like, what, what is this right now that you think you're doing? If you feel like there's a point that you want to make, first of all, you're not making any points. When you're starting to deny the Holocaust and you're doing all of them things, I have to believe that there's, there, are, there are demons that are using you because... 
that's gross that like that's that's very very nasty like there are ways that we as a, a black community um need to address and kind of unlearn the kind of casual anti-semitism that I guess just gets fed through channels then we just think oh yeah yeah sure that makes sense oh yeah of course that makes sense and you just take it and you don't question it we do have to sit there and do a lot of unlearning I know that I'm you know reading up a lot and trying to learn as much as I can so I have a more nuanced perspective of a lot of the things that are playing out in society right now there's still a lot to learn so I keep my mouth the fuck shut until I figure out where I stand on a lot of things but when I'm looking at what Wiley's doing that's fucked that's disgusting and nah but when example is coming out talking about why isn't the grime community talking about this why where was this volume for tim westwood where was this volume for 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 all of these other things that have happened violence against black women you don't say anything but everyone oh why isn't the grime community speaking up and then he now came and did an ios press release that oh the blacks are attacking me all i was trying to say is that when an attack happens a muslim person speaks out when this happens this person speaks out and i was, and i had to tweet and, I, and be like but this is the problem with white supremacy when those things happen and they're not white Christian man going around shooting up people or stabbing up people or whatever, somebody has to come from their community to kind of go, oh, we don't condone this. We think that this is disgusting. But when white men are shooting up the entire world, killing everybody, there is no representative of the white community to come and speak out. When Katie Hopkins is me- moving mad, where is the representative of the white women collective to come and speak out and denounce Katie Hopkins? You man don't do that. In, in fact, you invite her onto platforms to come and talk more, to, to come and spread more vitriol. How long did it take before you got her off, off the internet? How long did that take? She said so many disgusting things. How long did that take? She was happy. She was just left to be there. Tommy Robinson, he does the same thing. I can't even remember his actual name, but we, we really should be using his name and not let him get in, get away with an alias. But white people are basically allowed to say the most like disgusting things. And people will go, oh, but let's debate it. Is it racist? Is it this? Is it that? Um, Because what? Because black people's lives, you know, it just doesn't matter because islamophobia is cool like what we we could just get away with all of this we have to keep the same energy for everybody i love the speed that they took wiley off the internet we need that same speed for everybody else that's doing fuck shit we need that same speed when alan sugar is moving mad we need that same speed for every fucking body that is what i want i love the speed that they took wiley off boom just like that catch him take him off boom get him out of here get him out of here oh but what about free speech everybody cares about free speech when it's white people we can't care about free speech when we're when when we're seeing all of these vitriolic bullshit being said everybody's got to get the fuck up out of here yes you're labeling trump's tweets as mad and and inaccurate but why don't we get trump the fuck out of here too anybody that's moving mad get them the fuck out of here especially when they're saying things that are very very damaging to marginalized communities they need to go they got to go and i just want to say pro tip there is a way to address the fuckery that somebody's doing without being bigoted yourself if you are therefore bigoted while you are addressing their fuckery that tells me that you're just a bigot that tells me that you're just a racist anyway yeah and you just wanted to get your racism off and you didn't actually care about making a point about what they were doing you just wanted to kind of be like oh yes these blacks i knew not to trust them all along hating the blacks there has to be a balance to how we all do all of this because 
we can't continue to just be doing ourselves and undoing ourselves. White supremacy is the focus, yeah? White supremacy is what's getting us all that's got its foot, its knee on all of our necks, proverbially. Let's get the fuck up. Dismantle the ting. That's where we should be focused. So I won't spend too long on that, but I just thought that I'll be doing a, a disservice to the podcast without actually addressing, like if I didn't actually address it. Uh, it was great to be on Dane Baptiste's uh, podcast and I was talking, um, I was talking with him and I was, you know, we discussed about how, the, you know, the Jewish community can support the Black Lives Matter movement. And I just said on that podcast as well that I don't have all of the answers. All I just know is that we all need to sit down and really educate ourselves because this is not a case of us doing oppression um, Olympics and ignoring um, the, um, another community's pain or being casual about the things that they say, actually, that's fucked up. Don't do that. Like, we all have learning to do, so let's make sure that we do it. Wiley is not representative of all of us, and I just feel disgusting that I even have to say that, but I just think it's, you know this is where we find ourselves um, but you know white people don't have to say that Casey Hopkins isn't a representation of all of them even though I feel like she's a representation of a large percentage of them because she got to stay for so long you know they don't have to say that it's always us that have to explain like oh it's always a marginalized community that's come out and be like oh no no that person isn't representative of all of us like who the fuck would think that they are who the fuck would think that they are unless they themselves were racist like or Islamophobic or whatever that you'd think that this one person is a representative of everybody as if they're a monolith. Like, come on, wake the fuck up. So that's that. Huh, Kanye West. Kanye West gave us Chris Jong on and I am just like, <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Kanye's going through it. Kanye's going through it. And I won't say anything really about what he's going through because mental health and mental illnesses, um, 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 they're always, they're things that we all navigate differently as individuals and only your families or those who are in close proximity to you can really understand the complexity of it. As Kim said herself, um, but that family, I really feel like they undo people. But that's for another day. That's for another day. All I know is that when he said, oh, uh, Kim was meeting with Meek Mill to chat about prison reform at the Wardoff Hotel, I did fall off my seat. But I understand that I can't take his words seriously while he's, you know, going through all of this. What I did want to focus on regarding the Kanye situation, though, is, well, he did come out and he did apologise about what he said about his wife, slut-shaming her and all of that stuff. He did um, come and address that and sharing information that he shouldn't have shared about um, her uh, choices and whatever else. Um, so that's that. What I did want to address is that I saw some tweets like, oh, you know, Kanye needs a black woman to heal him. Clark Kanye needs a black woman to save him. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you why is it that everyone wants to hold on to this mammy trope when it comes to black women oh black women are healers black women are so strong black women are the ones that can save this save that when you're up you don't want to know black women when you're when you're doing enjoyment you don't want to know black women but it's when everything is falling to shit that's all oh, black women come and save us go away leave black women alone let black women just enjoy themselves why have black women got to be burdened with saving everybody oh black women will come to save us all oh, the elections we voted for trump but black women will come to save us no no 
This is why black women can't even sit down. This is why a lot of black women are sitting there so fucking like hard on themselves because they believe that they do have to save everybody. We don't have to save any motherfucking body but ourselves, yeah? Just know. Kanye needs a black woman to save him, to heal him. Because what? What are we? Whatever imagery Erica Badu might be giving you that we're all incense burning, crystal healing, um, baby girls. That's not necessarily the case. Nobody wants to save you. Save yourself. And where is this energy for black women? Um, Why isn't someone sitting there going, oh, you know, oh, I understand what, I don't know, Azealia Banks is going through. She just needs a black man to heal her, to save her. Even that sounds so yuck, even having to say it, like trying to create that equivalent. But we don't get that. We don't get that. We just get called every other name under the sun, that we're aggressive, that we're bitter, that we're ugly, that we look like cockroaches. We get all of that. But a black man, oh no, you know, fine. Uh, let a black woman come and save him and heal him. Unless you're talking about him having a therapist that's a black woman that's actually being paid, a licensed professional that's actually being paid to sit down with him and talk with him through his problems, then that black woman can help with his healing. But just an average black woman to come and take on all of his trauma, no no we're so good that is it like you all you see is like black women there's a power up button everything's going wrong oh you know what let's let's appeal to black women they can they can help us they'll boost our business they'll support us they'll buy our things that's all people see black women as for oh black women will they'll always give you support they're so loyal no longer no you can't have our loyalty you can't have our things you can't have us leave us alone leave us alone um and i just i think that there's something important there about black women protecting their energy and protecting their space i'm not here to save anybody i don't care about your color i'm not here to save anybody save yourself save yourself if you don't watch little miss jocelyn you won't get that reference but um you have to you have to save yourself i'm not here to come and be doing captain save um you know save a coon i'm not I'm really not, and nobody else should too. Um, because when you're saying shit like, well, no, we're not going into it because we're not talking about the comments that he's making because he's, you know, going through mental health things. But it, it, they're just dangerous things, yeah? Dangerous things have been said. Ahistorical things are being said. And, you know, those things are there, right? It's not for a black woman to now come and start unpicking and undoing and healing. That's 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 not that's not fair. It's not fair. Well, you're to asking the least protected um, people in society to now come and protect other people. What? So we should just be bulletproof vests? No, I'm all right. Thanks. I'm very all right. And going off that as well, it's you know even when I look at what happened with Megan the Stallion like it's come out that it was what is it Tory Lanes that allegedly shot her in the foot while they were in the car twice in the foot I don't know how that happens I don't know how you're leaving a party because I think they said that they were at Kylie Jenner's party as well again that energy from the Kardashians and the Jenners but I'll leave that for another day um so they're leaving from this party they're in a car they get into a heated argument and then he shoots her twice in the foot they're in a chauffeur driven kind of suv or whatever and the police stop them and they ask them to come out of the car um tori i think is on the floor and then you see megan coming out and she's um and she's hobbling and there's blood from her foot 
this casual violence towards black women, I just can't do it. And it really pisses me off that like a black woman will be out here successful, soaring. Everyone's loving her, loving her vibe. And she's still so susceptible to violence by those closest to her. Because again, the lack of protection that black women receive, right? Why isn't Tory Lanez healing her? Why is he shooting her in the foot? Where's her healing? Where's Megan's healing? Mm? Where? And so it makes it worse now when Drea, a lighter skin, a much lighter skinned uh, black woman, decides to open her long neck because her neck is, is long. She likes to open her long neck and then say um, her, she was on, I think, a podcast. Is it Wine and Weed podcast with Van Lathan? And she said something like... Um, I predict that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that, you know, drove them down this snapped-esque type of road. And I'm here for it. I like that. I want you to like me so much that you shoot me in the foot too. I like that Megan came on Twitter and she said, dumb bitch, that shit ain't fucking funny. Who the fuck jokes about getting shot by a nigger? Again, I'll remind you of her tweet before, before when this happened and everyone was making memes of knowing that she got shot. And they said, and she said, black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. That's so important that Megan said that. Because if we do, it was um, Zora Neale Hurston that said, if we don't speak about our pain, they'll kill us and then say that we enjoyed it. This is why this podcast uh, podcast is here because you cannot come and say tomorrow that, oh, I didn't know that black women felt this way. I didn't know that there was a black woman that felt this way. This podcast is here to tell you that I motherfucking felt that way. I did definitely, hell yeah, felt that way. And that's why I'm louding it up. And this is, it's just not fair that, and there's something to very much be said about the fact that Drea is very much lighter skinned than Megan. Because you could talk about it hypothetically because you're not the one that got shot in the foot twice. Yeah, you're not. And I just don't know what's attractive. Again, when I look back to the tarot cards and we look at the devil card that I mentioned er earlier, people are so um, attracted to toxic environments because it it, um, affirms their false sense of what love is. I want someone to love me so much that they shoot me. Do you understand how many women have been shot by their fucking partners? You absolute dickhead. You fall with your fucking long neck. Do you know how many women have been shot and killed by their partners? If what are you talking about? That's not love. There's no way that you can use love and shooting someone or even love and causing someone violence in the same sentence and think that sentence is ever going to bang women must really sit there and start to unlearn what they believe love to be someone that loves you does not do you harm they really do not there's no way that you can dance around it someone who loves you cannot consistently do you harm so all of this oh makeup to break up uh, or break up to make up all of that bullshit leave it in 2020 leave it in 2020 and find healthier ways of being of accepting love yeah love can just be day-to-day chill not everything has to be like smashing plates and 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 fighting and arguing and all of this stuff like if that's what you feel that you need to give you the excitement that you're in a relationship that's um quote-unquote passionate that isn't passion that's trauma fam sit the fuck down and go and address it so that's all i'll say about that 
And I think that's pretty much it for So You Mad. Yes, that's definitely it for So You Mad. So then let's get to Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mom. So this week for Straw of the Week, I've got a letter um, and it says here, Suck Your Mom, Racist Schools. Dear Kalechi, I'm a first year student in Central St. Martins in London, a university that is institutionally racist, but that's an issue for another day. I'm here today to talk about my sixth form, the King's School in Chester. Matt Hancock actually attended this school too, which already shows you what kind of place this is. The King's School is a private school, educating people from the ages of about two years old all the way to sixth form. I only attended... I only joined when I was 16, but I know some people who have been attending this school for um, this institution for 12 years and having the same friends for this length of time. My time here was nothing short of traumatic. I have subconsciously blocked all memory of my time there because it negatively impacted my mental health in ways I couldn't even imagine. I'm a first generation child being half Chinese and half Iraqi and growing up in such a predominantly white area left me with a distorted view of myself and my racial and sexual identity. Throughout my whole life, even as a six year old, I was discriminated against for the shape of my eyes, my religion, my slightly tan skin colour and even the colour of my nipples in the changing rooms. People were relentless. I was embarrassed to bring my mum to parents' evening because I was scared people would make fun of her for her poor English or ask her if she worked in a chippy like they always asked me. I joined another school for sixth form to escape this environment and ended up enrolling myself in, an, in a worse one. I was an extremely loud, bold person when I joined and I left as a broken, hollow shell of my former self. People were disgustingly racist with some white rich girls just throwing around the N-word and other racial slurs in my classes and teachers not responding to it or just laughing it off. I remember specifically one white girl putting a post on her private Instagram showing her tan last summer with the caption, I miss being an N-word, obviously uncensored. It wasn't just racism, sexism, homophobia and transphobia were rampant throughout the whole school. And this was shown to me when I had my ears pierced. Although I followed the same rules given for the girls regarding jewellery, I was constantly told that I was a man and that it's unacceptable for me to wear earrings. I challenged one teacher describing the rules as sexist, old fashioned and ridiculous. And she essentially said, that's just the way the rules are. Get over it. What? How can you just stand there and tell me that it's okay for this school to discriminate against children as they're developing their personalities and their individuality? This teacher should be ashamed of herself. She is a disappointment to all educators and needs to take a look in the mirror and ask herself why she became a teacher. My head of sixth form described me as kind of brown. My art teacher spread false rumours about me to people in my year that I identified as a woman and that I was already facing homophobia. So this just added to the bullying. The same art teacher told me I probably wouldn't get into Central St. Martins after I told her my interview went great. Another teacher heard someone in my form say the word, the, um, the F word, and um, looked over to me to see if I heard, which I blatantly did and didn't even acknowledge his use of the word. One of my friends kept preaching about how terrible reverse racism and heterophobia are. I since cut ties with her and her toxicity when she said that the NHS workers didn't deserve special treatment because they're still earning their salaries and are just doing their jobs. You'd think that a private school would actually educate their students. I'm ashamed to say that my picture is on their website and I believe it perpetuates an image of diversity in the school. 
which does not exist. I've been told countless times that things like this happen in this institution because they are very right-leaning and traditional, but conservative does not have to equal racist, homophobic, sexist, and old-fashioned. Well, it kind of does. After the um, murder of George Floyd, the King School made little effort to address the systemic and institutional racism. They said nothing for a while, and an open letter signed by over 100 alumni, including myself, was sent to the headmaster, George Hartley, regarding this. He eventually responded to the open letter and this was a section of his response. I can assure you that as a school, we have been plenty, we're doing, we have been doing plenty in response to recent events that have highlighted the issues of racism and discrimination in society more broadly, notably. A personal email from me to all pupils and staff categorically reaffirming the school's opposition to racism and discrimination of any kind and committing us to working together as a community to create more tolerant and inclusive society for all. An assembly on the issues of racism, including the three new heads of school, reiterating the above and detailing what the action would be to taking going forward, uh, would be taken going forward as below. Mrs. Ainsworth delivered a similar assembly to junior school pupils. The provision of a comprehensive, relevant and accessible bank of resources by two volunteer members of staff on our virtual learning environment, Firefly, which will continue to be regularly updated during the rest of the term in which pupils will, um, have been encouraged to access tutor group discussions of the issues based around assembly and information provided in the Firefly resources. An interview by the heads of school with John Barnes. What? An interview by the heads of school with John Barnes, ex-football player and anti-racism campaigner. John Barnes is not an anti-racism campaigner. He said that... Um, um, Liam Neeson deserved a medal, um, a medal, a medal for admitting that he wanted to kill any black man when he found out that his friend, some woman, a, a woman he knew, had been sexually assaulted by um, a black man. He was ready to. We've already addressed this on the podcast, but John Barnes is not any the person that anyone should be going to to talk about ra- um, racism and how to dismantle it because he doesn't want it dismantled. He doesn't. I don't even think he truly believes it, he it exists. He's internalized it so much that he's the worst person to go to. Sorry, I just had to pause the letter to actually address that because this means that the school is clearly not wanting to unlearn anything. Um, so yeah, it says an interview by the heads of school with John Barnes, ex-football player and anti-racism campaigner, which will be circulated to all pupils and staff and shared on the school's digital platforms. The instigation of a whole school curriculum review, which will audit the content of all subjects taught to ensure that King's pupils are a educated comprehensively about the issues of racism and discrimination, both in their own right and via topical studies, and b made familiar with the lives and works of BAME individuals. Um, both past and present, in order to understand such issues further and as an appropriate reflection of the rich and diverse culture of the UK society. All of these actions taken feel incredibly superficial. A friend informed me this morning that of the interview between the heads of school and John Barnes, and as I watched, I began to realise how truly little the King's School understand about the complexities of racial inequality and white privilege. Barnes's initial words were criticisms of the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not fucking surprised. I said it. I'm not surprised. The guy is the guy is an enemy of progress. Um, and the protests taking place currently, he says the waters have been muddied somewhat um, about what people want. And he says that the protests should not be about police brutality. 
Ugh, I can't stand him. I actually, I just think he's such a danger to black people. But I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll keep reading the letter. I find these statements somewhat offensive. Black people are being murdered by law enforcement, and that is a crime against humanity. There are definitely deeper rooted issues leading to police brutality and racial inequality that need to be addressed. But to say that this is not a major issue is insulting to the movement. He then discusses the issue of Edward Colson's statue being torn down by protesters and disagrees with this, asking, Where does it stop well it stops when all of them are down you foolish motherfucker uh, sorry let me read the letter because i'm getting vexed describing the removal of the statues as a token gesture i listen to these statements being made by john barnes and i consider what it must be like for young black children to walk past the statue of edward colston and discover that he valued black lives less than the dirt on the bottom of his shoes it is a step forward to remove these memorials of slave traders and send a message that racism is not okay and will not be tolerated Barnes's discussion of his own experiences of racism frustrates me a little because he simply states that racism didn't affect him. But from my point of view, racism and white privilege has had a detrimental effect on my mental health. And Barnes's statement felt like a trivialization of these issues on an individual level. It is important to look at how to address systemic racism as a whole, but this will not happen within our lifetimes. Progress is slow. And even to this day, black people are still being lynched in America. It is equally important to call out racist behavior during this journey towards racial inequality and ensure that racial incidents decrease in order to protect the mental health of um well everyone um especially within a school environment platforms like um well let me see in order to protect the mental health of bipoc um especially within a school environment Platforms like YouTube, Twitter and TikTok and Instagram have algorithms in place to ensure people are constantly exposed to the same messages, images and narratives. The King's School situation is unique it's unique due to its reliance on technology within its education and curriculum and the faculty need to address these issues properly instead of just banning phones and promoting the same anti-bullying rhetoric that has been repeated for decades now with little effect. The students need more exposure to um, BIPOC, especially within the faculty, as I clearly remember, um, only ever being taught by white people during my entire time at the school. I have a lot of respect for Barnes and his role in society as one of the first black footballers to appear for Liverpool. But this discussion, but his discussion of racism somewhat reminds me of Terry Cruz's uh, Terry Cruz's sentiment of black lives matter must not become black lives better. Constantly reinforcing the narrative that we must not get distracted from the task at hand, but at the same time dismissing the anger of black people on an individual level. I've linked the video down below for you to watch yourself. The school, King School believes that by having an assembly and a 30 minute discussion with a black man that they can create the perception of change but this just shows the complete lack of effort they are willing to put in to truly make a difference in order to stamp out racism from their own institution they need to look within and converse with their black and minority ethnicity students and um and hear their voices i suffered at the racist sexist and homophobic hands of this institution and i really do hope that reading this and having some more insight into my experience at the king's school pulls them back into reality and helps them to realize that this is not a problem that will go away with good marketing techniques and skilled pr i've cc'd both the headmaster and the head of sixth form in this email and hope that change does uh, does come eventually but they need to take a look at themselves and take a look at their institution and truly ask whether they think they're doing a good job 
at creating a safe space for every single student to grow and learn to express themselves and their identity free of judgment from both staff and other students. I hope you're doing well during these awful times and wish you and your family all of the best. Kind regards. Thank you, babe. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that letter. I was going to do another um, straw of the week, but I think that that was one of the best uh, suck your mum letters. I won't be adding anything to that. You know what you need to do with your straws, King School. For the fact that you went and got John Barnes to be the person that talks to you about racism just tells me where you're at. Like, you're not trying to unlearn anything. For you to have picked John Barnes specifically tells me that you've already watched the rhetoric that he kind of purports when he goes on... um, um, when he goes on these mainstream um, channels and he talks and he does whatever the fuck he does. I only had to speak with him once when we were both on a, I think it was five, like, I don't remember what radio station we were both on air, but I know it was about Liam Neeson. And the things he said on there let me know that I never, ever want to be in a discussion with him ever again. Like, he's... He says that he wasn't affected by racism, but you can see that he has been greatly affected by racism. Like the man is hurting, the man is confused. And it's uh, it's negligent that this sixth form, this school brought him in to talk with students because he's confusing them further and he's causing them more harm in the long run because he's not exposing them to actual truth. Like criticizing the Black Lives Matter movement for what? What have you done yourself? When black football players are having bananas thrown at them, you're telling them to not walk off the pitch, that they should stay there and, and withstand it withstand what you're very very happy to be one of them people that believe racism will just go away if you're just nice to everybody and if you just pull your trousers up and if you wear a suit and tie fuck you that's not how racism works it literally is not you can do everything under the sun and you're still going to be subjected to racist violence. Like this is the whole nature of it. So the fact that the school went and brought this guy in, brought him in knowing the the vile things that he says, but obviously those vile things are palatable to you. They fit your narrative of, oh, well, racism isn't a big deal because look at this man. He just says that it's something that we could just deal with. And what's the point of pulling down statues? Pull them all the fuck down. Why are we even worshipping these idols in the first place? Why are they even up in the first place? I don't even care for these nonsense statues. Take them all down. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. We don't need to put anything in their place, really. Just fuck them all. Take them down. Don't care. I do not care. Like, how do you want... Why should a statue of a slave owner remain up? Why should the Cass Business School still be called Cass Business School after John Cass, knowing that he also traded slaves? That's why you're naming it. So are you saying that you're happy for the business school to um, basically allude to, oh, you know, selling black bodies is great business? Is that Are you happy with that? Like, people really need to sit down and big, big 2020 think about what they're doing. Because when you are sh- when you are sheltering students in this way and basically feeding them a narrative that there's nothing to really worry about regarding racism, wheeling in any black man that's going to tap dance and shuck and jive to get a piece of money, then you're part of the problem. Like, you don't want to unlearn your racism. You want to continue as you are. So you... King School, you can all suck your mums. Anyone that was involved in putting this whole anti-racism, um, you know, thing together, you can all suck your mums because you don't actually want to do better. You just want to appear to be doing better. And that is actually the worst form of fuckery that I can think of. So that's pretty much it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Patrons, everybody, 
August feels like a great month for cards to come out, don't you think? Mm. Sometime in August, great cards will come out. But I'll update you more on that later on. I have been Kalechi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Thank you, Skillshare, for sponsoring this episode. You can follow me on at Kalechnikov, at Say Your Mind Pod, and all of them things there. Remember to hashtag Say Your Mind Pod. And yeah, keep me updated with how you're finding these episodes. I find reading your tweets and everything else hilarious. Until we speak again, while I speak and you listen, I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Just sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.